Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we're actually coming in live today yeah. at Compass Bible Church and with Thrive Ministry. Woohoo! There they are! We got a topic that we want to talk about. It is the topic of leaving and leaving well. Mm. How do you leave well? What does that look like? And even why? And when I say leaving, maybe a little bit of context would help. Genesis 2.24 says, um, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. So that first part of that, leave. What does that mean? And how do we do that well? That's a good question because it's right there in the beginning in Genesis. And it's like, if you're coming at it, maybe you haven't heard that before. You didn't grow up in the church. It's kind of a strange thing, leaving what does that mean? What does that look like? So, yeah, we got to define yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so the Bible makes it clear at the very beginning in chapter 2 of Genesis that this is God's plan for marriage. It involves first leaving father and mother before holding fast or cleaving to your spouse. And so we're going to talk about that in a later episode, the idea of cleaving. But in order to cleave, in order to hold fast and to cling to your spouse— you first need to have left your relationship prior to that. Yeah, you got to left and cleft. Right, you got to left first right, before for, you cleft. Yes, yes, exactly. Coming from the left-handed lady right over here. That's you know, right. Bethany's left-handed. Shout yeah. out to the lefties. Yeah, so <gasps> in, order, in order to cleave, you got to make room because a new relationship is forming, a new family unit is forming, and in order to form that, you first have to leave the the family that you were in before. But what does that mean? You can do that well. You can do that poorly. We want to talk about how to do that well. Yeah. I think a good example, actually, of this is happening right now in our lives because we are demoing a house. <laughs> we are taking down walls right. with sledgehammers. I mean, I was doing that the other day. We, we, we closed on an aesthetic fixer. Uh-huh. Very, very much so. Very much so. <gasps> on the fixer of yes. the aesthetics. And uh, so what we're doing is going in and tearing things out. Yes. Yeah. Ripping down a wall, like a whole wall and cabinets and everything because we want that out because it's heinous, as I've been saying. <laughs> There's this wallpaper, actually three on one wall, three separate wallpapers on one wall in the kitchen and this big enclosed box in the middle of the kitchen. Just, just no, no good. No good at all. So Bethany's job has been to scrape tediously the wallpaper off of the wall. And she has been having um, bad thoughts about wallpaper. Yeah. I loathe it. I, I mean, I don't want to say I am going to judge what's happening in your mind as it relates to the wallpaper as an object, but it seems hostile. There... All wallpaper should be burned. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. We, so, nobody should have ever invented wallpaper. So she's scraping wallpaper for days. For, day, for literal days. It's literal days. Yes. And then um, there's this point where we get to in the demo where it's like, all right, we're going to take this wall out. Yeah. And I'm like, before I swing the sledge to draw first blood on the wallpaper, on the, on the wall, I see that this particular wall is covered in wallpaper. And I think, I'm going to give my wife a gift yes. right now. I'm going to let her... It's beautiful. Go crazy on this wall. And instead of peeling the wallpaper off, just just yeah. rip the wall down. I just down. like, you know, boom. Yeah. You know, just like yeah. really getting into it. It was yeah, awesome. There was, there was legitimate uh, fear um, <laughs> as I watched from a distance. Well, yeah. I've never swung a hammer at you. So there you go. Not yet. 
Have and you? I never plan to. And I never plan to. Hang on. I let should me just think say about that. This. There's no plan in the future, present, past at all. Have you speaking. ever swung a hammer at me? I mean, I just don't want to just say you're right because I'm just trying to evaluate. Like a real hammer? No. Yeah, probably not. I haven't. Yeah. We would remember that. Yeah. So the reason we <laughs> the reason we tell that story, fake hammer for sure. Yes, we had one of those like. Ew, ew, ew. You know, when you hit, it makes that squeaky sound and it's like a big yeah. blow up one. And yeah. I think I'm going to hit you with that. Yeah. All right. For sure. So, truth be told, <laughs> I think the reason you brought that up is because what we want to do um, is eventually put like an island in where that wall was. And right. in order to put an island into a kitchen, you first have to remove the giant wall that is where the island's going to go. It just physically doesn't work to put an island in on top of the wall or in the wall or anything like that. And I really do think there, there's a, an image there that we ought to have in our minds when we think about changing the relationship with our parents as we enter a new relationship as husband and wife. And maybe you've been married for 10 years, maybe you've been married for 10 days. I think regardless, you need to spend some time thinking about what it means to leave and to leave well. Yeah, because it doesn't happen automatically once yeah. you get married as well. Right. It's not that you enter into a relationship with your husband and all of a sudden you've just easily broken off kind of this unique relationship that you have with your mom and your dad and that family unit. You become a new one, but something has to change in order to become a new family unit. And that just doesn't happen in like overnight. So there, there needs to be some effort, some work and some thought, I think, totally. put into it. Absolutely. You've got to be intentional to do that. And uh, it also doesn't happen automatically by moving out of the area. You can move geographically speaking across the country, but never leave the way Genesis 2.24 tells us to leave. Uh, especially with, you know, technology and cell phones and access that we have, we can still very much so maintain that sort of dependency model or the, the old relationship with our parents and we can move across the country and still and not have left. And I think the opposite is also true where you could live in the same house or you could live next door or in the same community and you mm -hmm. could leave. So yeah. it's not about geography. It's about something else. So what is it and how, and how do we do that? That's what I was going to ask you. How do we do that? Because this sounds great. And, I, and you hear about, like, we have lived really close to parents. Really, really close. Really, really close. Like, in their house. Yeah. And we've lived states away right. from, you know, our, our old families. And so we, had this, we have this new relationship established. Yeah. And, and I think we've left those old family units behind. But... In both situations, we were near and far. Yeah. So I think maybe the first way when we talk about how do we do this well, I think the first thing is um, there has to be a change in the relationship. The relationship has to change. Whether you live close, whether you live far, mm -hmm. you now have a new primary family and your immediate family becomes your, your extended family, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know what is, is kind of a... <laughs> I used to say this, I think, but I would say like, I'm going home. Yeah. And early on in the marriage, you know, I say like, I'm going home. And that was my old home, like my parents' house. And I remember you being like, really? <laughs> and like, this is our home. This, you know, so you have to be careful that that's like a, a pitfall of it is just kind of that thinking of that's my home. That's my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way we it's always not. do things in my family is. Yeah, at my house, we always did this or... 
Or even let me call my mom or my dad and like, what did we do yeah. about that? I don't know. And we're going to talk about that part of it next. It's right. be- because that, the, the relationship has to continue. It, it does continue. Yes. But, yes. It, but the point is, I think it has to be different. Yes. And so probably uh, the first phone call for advice or what do we do here goes right. to your spouse. Yes. Not to mom or dad. Hey, right. what do you think? And then I come into the relationship here with having gotten advice elsewhere and now having decided on something. Yeah, because that doesn't end up going well. You know, if you've you've gone to mom or dad. And then, by the way, sweetie, my mom was saying, my dad was saying that that doesn't end up going well. It doesn't go well, but I also think before that, in, in the way I think about this, it doesn't line up with what we read in Genesis 2.24. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like you've left father and mother and cleft to your spouse. <laughs> I love it. You did left it. and cleft. Um, if, if, you, if your relationship doesn't look different than it did before. Yeah. So um, the first line of defense, the first communication, the first right. decision-making all happens here. And then we may decide and we should decide as husband and wife to consult with parents, to get advice from extended family, to spend time with extended family, absolutely. But I think the first point is the relationship has to change, yes, right? For sure. Agreed. Yeah. You could probably go too far with that, you know, and, and so if we, the second part of this is um, you still, if you want to leave well, I think you still need to do a good job of honoring your parents yeah. and... Uh, that there's a command in scripture, there's not a lot of commands that um, are directed to children. But in, in Ephesians chapter 6, there's one that says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. We, we all know this one, right? Yeah. One obey of my your favorite parents verses. in the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We got that one locked in. Yep. And, um, but then it goes on, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment of the promise. And that's one of the 10 commandments. And so I think what happens is when you get married, um, you no longer are in a position where you should obey your parents in the same way you did before. Um, that's, that's a commandment that, or a command of scripture that no longer applies to you. But the second one, I think still does. You still need to and should honor your parents. There's a timeless principle there. And uh, so we need to do that well when we leave, as yeah. we leave, oh, yeah. after having left. <laughs> All the ways. Yeah, and I think that that's tricky because you grow up and you're so used to hearing and obeying your parents. Even if you've left for college, there's this element you're coming back maybe and you are obeying them for so long, your whole life, hopefully. And then you get married and that no longer applies. You, you know, my, my mom can't tell me to do something that's contrary to what you say and I have to obey my mom anymore. And that's, that's a big shift, but... It's huge that the honor is still there, that respect, that still trying to, you know, look to them for wisdom, still trying to think through what would be honoring to them, what would make them, you know, happy that we're we're coming to them for advice or really thinking through what's important in their lives as well. Like we want to still honor who they are, but the obedience is is gone. It changes. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, and so it's a good thing for us to think through how can we be intentional about showing honor to parents uh, because there have been times when we've unintentionally um, dishonored them. And I don't want that to be 
something that we, we repeat often. I want us to do a good job of honoring parents having left. Right. Uh, we love our parents, both sides, and um, we do want we do honor them, and so we want to show that in, in ways that they understand, resonate with. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think in one time in particular, one set of parents, we, we made a big decision mm-hmm. without consulting yeah. in, in the way they wanted, and it was perceived as a dishonoring thing, and it just wasn't our intention to be dishonoring. We had good reasons for it. We sought counsel in various places. Um, right. And so the, the communication to them was just a little bit different than maybe they wanted. And so it brings up this really tricky thing, like who gets to determine what honor looks like? Do, yeah. do they, do, do the parents get to determine, all right, if you want to show me honor, <laughs> you know, you better buy a really expensive car for my daughter and yeah. you better make X amount of dollars per, you know, they, her, your parents don't do that. But I'm just saying like, Thank you. Do, Thank do they you. get yes, to create a list true. of here's what it looks like to honor us? And we're like, okay, we're going to try. Um, right. Or do we get to say, here's how I'm going to show you honor. It's by doing this, this, and this. Right. And that might kind of miss the target. And I don't really know what the happy medium is between these things. Obviously, you have to, you have to factor in their preferences, their opinions, their desires, and what really resonates with them. And then you need to be the one to direct, you know, things that are honoring to them. Yeah. So it does, that's, I think that's why the point here that we're trying to make is you have to think through how to be intentional about showing honor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we raise children, too, another aspect of this is preparing our children to go out well to obey us now, honor us now, but then to prepare them and talk about their future families to get ready to, you know, send them out someday and make sure that they're prepared to go out and ready, (laughs) not just like keeping them in and close and, you know, you're always going to be mommy's girl or, you know, I don't know, certain things maybe that might keep them too tightly. Sure. So, So parents have a responsibility in the leaving and the parents have the responsibility of letting letting go. That's why at the very beginning of the wedding, it's like, um, who gives this woman to this man? Yeah. It's like her mother and I do. Yeah. Uh, We do. And hopefully at that point, there is a giving of, um, daughter to husband. And so we want to train our kids so that when I stand at the front of the aisle and ball, yes, you um, will be, you will definitely be. (laughs) I've cried just thinking about it. Yeah, that's true. I love that. So I, I want them to be ready to leave. Yes. And I want us to be ready to let them go. Yes. Um, what else did we, want to, did we want to say about that? Just do that. <laughs> Just do it. Do it better. <laughs> <laughs> how can, yeah, how can Somebody you... Somebody gave me good advice. They said, grow up. That, that was their advice yeah. in leaving. No, no that's not helpful. <sighs> well, kind well, of Kind of, yeah, kind sure. of. <sighs> yeah, we I want think, to raise our kids well. Yeah. To do that. I don't think we have anything else on our sparsely written notes. Sometimes we end with a challenge. Yes. Today I want to end with a question. Do you have the question on there? I do. I have three questions, but really? I'm going I'm to go with just one. Okay. Hit me. Pinpoint it. What would it look like to employ effort in showing honor to parents? Yeah. So maybe, so what would it look like to put forth some effort? Yes. 
in showing honor. It, the question kind of assumes that maybe you're not putting forth as much effort as you could. Maybe you're putting forth a lot of effort, and that's right. great. You could always put more effort, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what, what, what would it look like if you put forth more effort yeah. than you are right now in thinking through, how can I really honor my parents? Even and, though I've lefted right. and clefted. Yeah, and I think there, there's probably, you know, different kinds of couples who are listening to this, and some yeah. maybe don't struggle at all with having left. <laughs> They're like, it's like, peace out, we're out of here. And, <laughs> yeah. may, and maybe the question needs to be different. No, the, the question is good for them, right? Yes, yes. They need to how think through you, how to honor. How can you do yeah. a better job? Others, um, it may be the other way. Right. 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 Like Where? they're going to their parents' house to do laundry. No, I'm just well, kidding. I don't know. I don't there know. There could be worse things. There could be, there could be worse things. That might not be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind when my mom does laundry. Do you mind when my mom does laundry? Well, I, <laughs> I guess she can I do mean, our laundry. I don't typically bring my laundry over there. I'm not, this isn't like confession time. I'm just saying there could be worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if you did laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-doom. But we've formed we've formed a family unit. And, That's true. And in the relationship, the, How did we the person decide? who's really good at doing laundry. How did we decide is not that? Me. Okay, because I'm <laughs> I'm gonna start doing a poorer and poorer job uh, <laughs> so that no. yours no, <laughs> Then when you see us at church and we're all we all just look like we're walking around in, in garbage, then you'll know. But then I'll have a this, big this smile. This method on has my not face, worked. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're probably at the time. So thanks for yes. joining us. And um, we'll see you do next an epic time. sign off right now. Well, peace out, people. Peace out. See ya. <laughs> All right. <laughs>